BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I like the idea of Russ always entering a room that way. Any room. (laughs) You got to take a, you got to walk in and take a deep breath. (laughs) Oh man. I miss y'all, man. This has been just like so many things have gone wrong the last few weeks. There's been these like scheduled absences and then there's been all these unscheduled absences. Your voice. Like, next thing you know, we haven't had a proper show in, like, a month. Yeah. All due respect and appreciation to everyone that filled in, but Who like, we, haven't, we haven't had the show that we planned on having in, like, a month. I mean, it's already, like, almost April. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. But, one, thanks to Herb and Herb and Ken for stepping in. Uh, shows have been really funny. Because I haven't been on in a couple of weeks, I have a couple things to say. First okay. and foremost... You guys crushed last week. Great. Herb is the, the man. Two weeks He's ago. He's so good. He's so two good. Two weeks ago. Tom, I'm going to tell you what, man. Glad. No, never again on this podcast can there be a discussion about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
So you heard the unedited. I couldn't remember if you'd heard the unedited. I listened to the unedited, but I I didn't see the messages that y'all had about what should go in and what should be removed. Um, Oh, well, you could guess. Man. (laughs) The episode was hilarious, but... It was so funny. Listening to the unedited unedited version. My lord. You know what's funny, though, is you... What's funny to me is you calling it the unedited version. Because Tony thinks that's the edited version. Tony thinks he's sending us something that he's gone through and he said, okay, I've taken out everything that's over the line. Don't worry. This is what I, this is what I'm submitting as what I think will work as an episode. I didn't think it was that wrong with it. I mean, we were talking about indiscriminate. We just talked about our own thoughts and opinions about our own thoughts about being Y'all know I don't like filtering, but bro, one thing I, I'm Russell Roberts not gonna do is come on his platform and talk about the first time he. <laughs> but once again, thanks to Herb, Herb and Ken uh, for for all the funnies. Ken is amazing, is man. I, I've still like I've never met Ken in person. Tony, we were looking for a, a co-host. And as weird as this is going to sound to say, like, I respect Tony's opinion comedically on almost everything. And he, like, this was a couple months ago. He said, when you were going to be out for some reason, he said, look, oh, you should get Ken. Get Ken Davis. I'm like, I don't know him, but I got, I, I trust Tony, so let's do it. And now he's been on twice, and he has killed both times. Now, nah, Ken's the man. Uh, I used to do him and DeMond's show, and it was every time was so much fun. It like they're hilarious, hilarious. Herb is is super funny too. And you're right. Last week, like Herb played the role of straight man with those two, but Herb is is super funny. Like Herb is Herb is really funny. He was Herb uh, Lawrence. That is for Herb Lawrence. Was he? He was like exactly. I don't know what his history or chemistry was pre- previously with Ken Davis, but like. He was exactly the perfect compliment to Ken Davis. Yes. We when I was just, uh, just exi- subtle, soft, <laughs> like little drop-ins that were just perfect. When uh, when I used to executive produce Ken and Demont's show, Demont Spurrow, everybody, who's a longtime Chicago underground sports radio host, host at the score, all that. Um, they used to do a show, and in in her once a month, used to come to the studio and sit and co-host the entire show with them. So like. I knew having them together would be great because they've already I've already seen them in action together before. So uh, I'm glad uh, we were able to it, look. If you want the unedited version, no, then no, five no, bucks. no, 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 in, no, in the bag. Just no, listen, also, listen to me. Ain't, no, ain't gonna be no moonlighting off our content. Do not sell him. <laughs> do not cash app him. No, yo, that shouldn't go out to the masses. What, what I heard. It's not going out to the masses. It shouldn't have gone out to me. (laughs) I agree. There we go. I shouldn't have heard it. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm driving from uh, Tempe, where I was staying in Arizona, to Scottsdale. So it's about a 15-minute drive. And (laughs) the first thing out of my mouth after hearing about 20 minutes was, oh, my God, I cannot believe. Because for everybody out there, I didn't know. 
that Jason had given Tone the keys to the car, right? Like I, that was a, I thought to, to let y'all inside baseball here. I thought we just weren't going to have a show that week, which to me, cool, fine. Like I, we don't like to do that, but never after, done it. after, after two years, I thought it would be fine with Jason having no voice at all and me being in Arizona and not being able to do the pod. If we did one week out of two years, it would have been fine. And so when I see Tone send us the email of the episode, I'm like, oh, well, Tone must have done a uh, a best of or something. <laughs> oh, and I, I see yeah. an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes pop up. And I'm like, oh, Tone was talking oh, about himself. Man. And then I see that it was Ken and Herb, and then hearing the first 30 minutes of Ken and Herb, I'm like, all right, Jason, never again shall these decisions be made without a text of like, you, <laughs> you thought, all, take, take the Ferrari out this week. You, you thought you're like settling into your comfortable, easy chair of old segments that everyone yeah. knows and loves, and and right out of the shoot, it's it's 20 minutes on... Uh, right. Like, what? Right. I was just like... Man, I, yeah. not so, I'm, the very few things like leave me speechless, but <laughs> not knowing that that's where that episode was going left me speechless. I don't know what I texted him, but it whatever it was, it would have, it would have been very clear and direct and specific when I got what he considered to be the the edited version. Okay. It, it would have been very quickly like, um, all right, take out all references to this. And and I'm sure I'm sure Tony always texts me back like when I send him a text like that he always texts me back like a thumbs up or something but I'm sure he's on the other end sitting in his living room being like what 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 yes what <laughs> the funny thing though is he has nobody to like he like like when you when you're married and you go out in the world and you face the the just endless injustices that are in the world and unfair situations and things that make you mad as, you as always, a black man as a, every person but i'm sure i'm sure yes everyone has tough things that they go through and then you come home to your to your significant other and they'll be on your side i guarantee that's not happening with you at all i guarantee that tone you're not like what steph come here and see what jason said yeah right Jason said we can't put this in the podcast. She probably doesn't even remember that you are on this podcast to begin with. No. And secondly, there's no way she's going to endorse that. Hey, it was part of the news for that week. You know, it was a topic of conversation. You know, very political, you know, very serious stuff there, guys. Okay. Let's start the show. Welcome to Sports with Jason. I'm Jason Leisure. Russ Dorsey back, my co-host, and Tony Gill on the board. We finally have our show back together after all of these. Russ, with the situation we were in a couple weeks ago was, you're right, we could have not had a show. That's possible. We've never done that. That's we've never right. just not released something. There have been maybe three or so episodes where we've done a best of, but even that, you and Tony or me and Tony have gone through and kind of narrated uh, why we're putting these clips in, which one, like what we remembered about these funny incidents and things like this. Mm-hmm. And I, but I was kind of weighing the options. I was like, I, I don't want to just not have something. And I, I don't even have enough of a voice to sit and do a best of with him. Like I can't get a sentence out, let alone a couple of minutes between segments. So it was either like pair two people together to replace us, you and me, 
mm-hmm. for a week and have Tony produce or let Tony take a shot at it. Let Tony uh, bring in a couple of people and Tony can take the lead. And uh, I regret that decision. Yeah. I Tony thinks it. he did great. Tony doesn't understand I, I what we're talking about. Fire. Yeah. I, I, that was fire. Okay. Tony Gill and his fire are brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Tony go get fired. He keep doing shit like that. <laughs> he doesn't believe that. He doesn't think that. Yeah, because you keep you keep going, to, oh, Tony's so good at his job. And eh, you, you, oh. we can't tease the he's the best, man. And if we don't, you're like the parent that I give the threats. And you're like, hey, yeah, we're not yeah. going to spank you. Get, come over here. Give it, have a cookie. That's true. Yeah, I'm the fun parent. Um, and we can't both be You mean be the that. pushover parent. We can't both be that, or this would be a total disaster. Um, no, you're right. You're right. That is that is sending him a mixed message to be so angry with him and then talk about how we could never survive without him. Where he's making the mistake is, like, he's one of my best friends. So I actually mean that. I, I probably couldn't fire him for anything. But what he ma- the mistake he makes is that he thinks everywhere else he works also thinks that way, and that's not true. That's not true. NBC is not your best friend. Hey, NBC me, is me. not sitting there thinking Tony Gill is irreplaceable. Let, let. Tony Gill said some insane stuff that would get anybody fired on a podcast, but no, actually, we'll give him a raise. That's let, not happening there. Let me let me tell you what, Tony. Jason just said something that is 100% untrue. If you come in here and you turn into Kanye one day, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> and that says your friend who loves you. If you come up here. If you come in, if you're 2022 Kanye, out of here, buddy. He's like, wait, in which so if if you if you bro if you get on here hit or the stuff from the last eight twelve sixteen <laughs> twenty weeks okay that's the okay. line that's where we've set fi- the line you can be a fire genius that's the bar he has to clear is just behave better than Kanye has hey man your that's last it? check will come in two weeks <laughs> uh. Tony Gill and his fire are presented by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and use promo code SPORTS, and you're going to get 23% off of everything. Hey, you, you can't have a sponsorship if, if your ass get fired, Tony. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm taking Sheets and Giggles with me. No, you I think they you know what go, They know if, what time it is. If you go Kanye, they're jumping off the bandwagon, too. <laughs> I promise you that uh, they don't love you like I do. Like they they will they, they they love their bottom line, and Colin's our guy. It's not a shot to him, but if you get out there and get a young Kanye, he has no problem saying, "You know what? We uh we're going to go back to sports adjacent." Young Kanye is not the issue. <laughs> Old is the issue. Yeah, I don't know which we'll get from you. So anyway, sheetsgiggles.com slash sa promo code sports. You'll get twenty three percent off everything. Russ, I'm at a hotel right now. I'm uh, on the road. I'm in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, covering. Alabama Pro Day. Yeah, uh, tide. I guess in between recording this and when the episode comes out, and I'm looking at this bed, and these are not sheets and giggle sheets. These are like grocery store sheets. I don't know oh, what I'm going to do. Tony said he'd rather just sleep on the floor, which I, that's that seems extreme. I mean, that's I'd still rather have cheap sheets than the floor, I guess. But that's not a decision I want to be making, and it's not a decision you have to make either. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, get 23% off the most comfortable, luxurious, softest, smoothest, best-looking sheets, and duvets, fluids on, and on all that board, stuff that I'm you're going to sure. get. Please stop, Tony. <laughs> Tony, we've been over this, man. You, you, can't, you can't, like, hijack an ad. you got to let me get through the ad read. You know this. Okay. You know this. Got it. 
We had a whole conversation about this on one of our episodes recently about don't disrupt the ad reads. They got the sheet set, silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus. They got the flannel boys, as Tone calls them. You might want those depending on where you live and how cold it is. If you're in Chicago like we are, you're entering spring, or as they would call it anywhere else, more winter. Uh, so just winter. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can download the BetMGM app and get our special offer right here. Your first bet. Gets paid back up to $1,000 if you don't win. If you win, then you win. But if you don't win, they'll pay you back and give you another shot at it with some free betting credits. Just use promo code ADJACENT1000. You can bet on the NCAA tournament. The NBA playoffs are coming up. Hockey playoffs are coming up. Baseball season's about to start. So many things you can bet on over at BetMGM. Use promo code ADJACENT1000. They will pay you back on your first bet up to $1,000 in free future betting credits. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Tone, what do you have on your lap there? That, this is a scary question ever to ask, but like, what's going on here? You have some kind of, exactly. You have some kind of, can you hold this thing up for me? It's like, a, I, I should be more careful because other people can't see what I'm seeing. They're just imagining based on how I'm describing this. Let me start over. Please. Tony has some kind of stuffed animal in his lap. It yes. It looks like maybe a bear in mm-hmm. a in a donut or an inner tube of some kind. Can you hold this thing up right. for me and and show me? Does it have a tag on it still? And it better not mm-hmm. be no hole cut in the bottom. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Tony's like, no, I, no, actually, I, I cannot lift this up. I can't lift you. it up. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is very uncomfortable. Okay. Well, I'm going to describe that <laughs> as rock. Yes, never do that shit again, Tony. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm going to describe what he just did as rocking it or bouncing it on his lap. But um, other people would just call it humping. What are you doing with this stuffed bear? And what is it? And why does it have a tag on it? Are you going to return it? Uh, I don't think uh, you can return it after what uh, you just did to it. <laughs> no, no. Um, oh no, I just it's comfort. You know, it's a nice, soft plush. Uh, very comfortable. Um, had a long day today, so you know, having this just kind of helps. I get to put the microphone, set it up. You know, right in front, and you know, just relax and enjoy sports adjacent. Enjoy the show. I bet you are enjoying it. <laughs> Is that yours? Like, how did that thing get in your house, man? So, uh, I think I won this, actually, uh, for my lovely wife in a uh, contest of skill uh, at a various arcade. I can't remember which one. Uh, and she did but, not you know, care at all and didn't want it and gave it back to you? Or, like, why do you have it no, in your it, office? It is on our couch um, that's in the office. And, you know, sometimes we just like to just... This is the take a break room where, you know, you just want to just relax from the days, you know, efforts of work and traffic and all that. And it's just nice and quiet in here. Um, it's a nice couch in here, a nice little, you know, plush doll in here. You just sit and just reminisce about the day and just think about the day. So. So you're you're viewing this time right now as your cool down, like your break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is this is definitely the real, the relaxing time. This is still like this is still work. You understand? 
Yeah, but it's not supposed to feel like work, you know? It probably kind of should for you because you're producing. Yeah, it should feel yeah, yeah. a little bit like work. You should be like, this feels like a little bit of responsibility. I don't want it to yeah, weigh you down completely, but you should feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got to be a little bit on top of things. Like like when Jason or Russ throws to me to play a clip, I should have it. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all, we, all, we all good, man. Just, you know, vibes. Vibes time. You know, vibes. <laughs> Why does the teddy bear still have a tag on its ear? Uh, I really take tags off unless it's inconvenient to me. Uh, I usually just leave tags on. Hats. Uh... You know, it's there. It's not bothering me. It's not bothering anybody else. You know, just leave the tag on. It's cool. And you just keep open the option to return it, I guess. Yeah. You never know what happens. This thing could come come alive at night and, you know, try and murder me. So I got to return it if that's the case. I've seen a lot of horror movies in the last, like, few months, so. Involving stuffed animals or? Probably all types of inanimate objects coming to life, you know. I, I, I've seen so many of the horror movies on Netflix. They started suggesting other countries' horror movies, and it's been oh. interesting to see <laughs> what other countries are scared of. It's hilarious. So, so it's okay, a, all right. It's a teddy bear, not Annabelle. Hey, you, hey, man! They they don't care what they possess. All right, like it, the the object doesn't matter. Is if it's it likes that object, now that object is possessed. <laughs> that can happen, Russ. People can have. My brother used to have dream. You know, ET way back, like yes. the ET movies. My brother used to have dreams where ET was threatening to kill him. Mm. You know how ET was always like ET go home or ET phone home. My brother had these dreams where he, it would be ET going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I could see how that would be scary for a child. My wife, like twenty years ago, I bought her this little alligator stuffed animal. And every time that she slept with it, like tucked under her arm, she would have these bad dreams about alligators attacking her. She had to just stop. She had to, it was like a guarantee. If if this thing was in the bed, she would have some bad dream about alligators attacking oh, her. I've been having a lot of vivid dreams lately. Like my most recent one, I had a I had a dream that I was uh, about to pee, and I couldn't pee because there was a fly in there. And I was like, oh well, I'm not. I I can't. You know, whip it out and pee if there's a fly around me. So I focused on getting the fly out. I got the fly out, but unbeknownst to me, there was a set of bees in the bathroom too. They formed a kind of teardrop shape and then chased after me. And then I just instantly like woke up and shook myself awake. My wife was laying next to me. She's like, Is everything okay? I was like, I got a dream that I was being chased by bees. So that was the most recent one. I, I wouldn't think that your wife needs to be woken up for that. I mean, I feel I like that's something you can just deal with on your own and go back to sleep. You can talk about I that at breakfast. If I didn't physically move her. <laughs> In your effort to get away from the bees? Yeah. <laughs> you flailed at her? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's the snacks that I eat at night. I got to stop eating like cereal <laughs> and stuff before I go to sleep. It's the snacks that I eat at night? You sound like such a little kid, man. I got to have my nighttime snack, man. Russ, how long were you out in Arizona, and uh, how long have you been back? You were out there covering yeah. spring training. Yeah. yeah he was all the white people. Let's go. Okay. Um, I was in Arizona. <laughs> Is he t- are you referring to Arizona or baseball? <laughs> oh, um, 
I was actually in Arizona for 12 days, then went from Arizona to Dallas for one of my best friend's wedding, and then flew back on Monday. So I've been in the city of Chicago for all of 48 hours mm. at the time of this recording. So your boy's been busy. How how is it on the West Coast? What are what are they up to? You know, over there. How's life over there? What are the, what are the people like? I mean, uh, Arizona is not exactly the West Coast, but um, Arizona's oh, fun, man. Russ, you got to understand, man. If you were in Iowa, that's the West Coast. Tatone. Yeah, yeah. Tatone's never been anywhere. Um, well, it's been to Puerto Rico, Milwaukee, Chicago, and uh, Orlando and Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. we hit all the t- all the cities. Um, I like Arizona, man. Like. It's always been cool for me. Uh, it's fun, bussing, if you will. Uh, it's also spring break time, so really popping oh. out there. Uh, Arizona State. I was. I stay. The hotel I usually stay at is on the campus of Arizona State, like right off Mill Avenue. But uh, no, nah, man, it's a good time. You see friends that you don't get to see, uh, except at spots during the baseball season. So that's nice. Got a lot of work done. Did some cool things. What what is the vibe like though? You know, like every city has a has a thing, a vibe. Like what is what is Arizona known for? What are the what are the people, what do they do in their free time? How are are they nice? Are they mean? Are they what? Are, what's 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 happening there? Come um that's such a scene. <laughs> Didn't know this is where we were going, but fine. It's not like another country or another planet, Tone. To me it might as well be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So keep it a buck with you, Tone. Especially in in Phoenix area, Phoenix Metro, Tempe, Mesa, Scottsdale. There's a lot of Chicago people, right? Like, oh, yeah. to be yeah. honest, oh, it's yeah. Chicago West. There is people from Chicago. You got Portillos. You they got Culvers. They have like a whole lot of stuff that we have here, there. So for a guy like me, or for other Chicagoans who are out there visiting, it makes you feel at home. But no, people are really nice there. People are from other places, whether they retired and moved to Arizona. Uh, You got college kids, whether it's at ASU or Arizona or whatever. Uh, But no, and the weather's really nice. Like, there are worse places to go in the old union. What's the gang activity like? Whoa. I was not with the hitters out there, Tom. So Mm. wouldn't know what to tell you. You didn't have to check in? I didn't have to check in. No. Oh, okay. No. And honestly, bro, I want to have that conversation at some point. Maybe it's off mic, but like, why is that a thing? <laughs> is that a thing for white people or is it just black people? What is the thing? Checking in? Uh, quote or what do you call it? Checking in where you okay. arrive. You're from one city and you traveling to another city and you have to make a phone call or send a, send a message to someone who is the, as Tone put it, the big homie in that city who knows everybody, knows all, all the hitters, if you will, and they give you the head nod that, yes, you can come and you can do business and you can be in the city for that period of time. So how would I find out who that person is, though? Like, if I'm well, going to Indianapolis... You just got to know. If I'm going to Des Moines, like who do I check in with? Hey, you better, you the big homie, like, oh, Des Moines, the big homie. Get all the Iowa folks ask who the big homie is. <laughs> Just walk around asking people. Yeah. Do you hey, know where excuse the big me, homie? sir or madam? Do you know where I can find the big homie? Hi there. I just, just give me a second. Have you? Do you? Do you, Can you direct me toward the big homie? 
Yes. Yes. I'll <laughs> probably be able to tell you. And honestly, you, you people normally don't have to check in. It's just when you're about to be up. Thanks for clearing that up, Tone. Thanks. And uh, the debauchery. Usually, you probably should check in with somebody uh, before said debauchery and shenanigans. Because otherwise, you know, people come see about you. (laughs) Is it somewhat comparable? Like, I have one friend who lives in Dallas. Do I need to, like, let him know I'm coming to Dallas for something? Or is is it a problem if I come to Dallas to cover a football game and don't ever tell him and don't ever see him and... Is he a friend of Big Homie? Is the friend of Big Homie? I don't know. I don't know. That, well, see, if you don't know, you better ask somebody before you okay. get your head you popped know, You would have known if he was the Big Homie. For sure. <laughs> Has he ever said the phrase to you, come through, you'll be all right? <laughs> no. I don't think he any is person's not, ever said that phrase to He's not the Big Homie, nor do you know the Big Homies. Okay. Well, if I don't even know these people, then I'm probably okay. Incorrect. And they wouldn't be concerned with me whatsoever. That's how you get your head knocked off. Mm-hmm. So who I, should I, I? I mean, is the big homie in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Nick Saban? Do I have to like check in with Saban? That might be the big. That homie. might be the big homie. That might be the big homie. You see the way he just wrecked Nate Oates? Like he's the big homie in Tuscaloosa. I'll check in then. Please, please do. Russ, you you said you're at Arizona State. You stay yeah. at a hotel uh, on or near the campus. That yeah. is the it's, least it's the least surprising thing that uh, I've ever heard is that you no, stay no, at a hotel you, that's no, you, on the you, campus of the Jason, most famous Jason, party school in the country. Jason, don't do that. Don't do that because <laughs> come on, man. Don't do, do they that. even have majors at Arizona State? Don't do that, Jason Leisure. One of the things that I want to change about this podcast in 2023 is the narratives about Russell Dorsey. Okay, I'm sorry. On right. on his platform. Okay. So because I, I I think people people have heard our podcast. Like I know we like to think that you know people don't listen listen to our podcast, but they do. And mm-hmm. the narratives have gotten out there to the masses that Russ Dorsey is a wild boy. And I would like everybody to know from my from my mouth on my platform that is not the case. My friends like to embellish. Oh, they heard it. They heard about you in uh, Arizona and got prepared. No, no, no. Come on. Hey, 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 Russ, look, tell us about the local elementary schools that you volunteered at in your free time in Arizona. Hey, man, all I'm saying is I don't be doing what my friends accuse me of. Now, do, you could probably hang out with college students because you're young. I was carded. I was carded while I was in Arizona every day. Because you're, you're what, like 28 or something like you're like 28. Yes, sir. Yeah. But you could easily pass for a college student. On looks, you look young enough that you could be a college student. So you could probably you probably don't stand out at all in these. No, like, it's not weird for to see me. Yeah, I wouldn't think so on Mill Avenue, but I'm not going to college bars and hang no, out. No, I know, I know. 19, you're, 20, 21 year olds. That's not you're handing out meals. I know. How many uh, how many teams hey, did you meal. check in with? Wrestling no snack. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. <laughs> um. I hit if the if the manager of a team is the big homie of the team, how many you know big homies? Big did homies did I with? check in with? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got uh David Ross, Cubs big homie. You got Pedro Grafol, White Sox new big homie. New big homie. Those guys homie. here. Ain't the big homie of the White Sox. Well, I saw the actual big homie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry Francona, Cleveland's big homie. 
uh, Bob Melvin, Padres big homie. He probably gets called that all the time. <laughs> big homie. Bob, I, of those four, <laughs> Terry Francona, definitely the big homie. <laughs> he might. That's right. The biggest of homies, <laughs> if you will. I think you um, can just start doing this. And, and I'm not sure of all the context of using this term for somebody. but So I'm so maybe this is not a good idea. But I kind of like, you know, on the surface, I like the idea of you giving these reports on Bally's referring to the manager of any team as the big homie. <laughs> Bruce Bochy, the Rangers big homie. <laughs> Bruce Bochy is going, uh, the, the big homie Bruce Bochy is going left, right, left, right with the lineup today. I would love for Russ to fit in just sports adjacent phrases into his reporting on TV or as the co-host of the rally where it's just suddenly he's making a serious point about something and he's like yeah the big homie of the other Padres he's he ready to get in there he's ready Andy to Machado, <laughs> who is the Padres big homie if you will yeah. What, or what if you're doing some early season game on Apple TV and it's like up north and it's 41 degrees and you're like oh I think they're going to need the flannel boys today I mean, I, I think I think everybody would understand what I mean. If, if we gave you a list, could could you fit some of our phrases in into shows and broadcasts? Oh, uh, I, I, on, on my show, I mm. probably could do it. Mm. Okay, because I've taken liberties on my show. There's a lot. We have like a board in our green room or our talent room, and it's all the wild things that we say on the show unintentionally. So, like, mm-hmm. I said. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this here. I said, "Blow me out, bro," on a show, <laughs> right? So we were talking about the question was: in a match or in, in a game, would you rather lose uh, in a close game or would you rather get blown out? <laughs> After hearing that question, I said, "Blow me out, bro," and then the just laughter, the laughter in the studio, right? <laughs> so I, I imagine we could. Uh, we can make that happen. I was wondering when you said that at first, like what? How would that have? What was the out? context? But yeah, how, it always makes sense. In what way would he have said that? And it's even funnier when I found out found out how you said it because it was like it was like an invitation to everyone. It was like a declaration. This is what I want. <laughs> it was so innocent. So blow the yeah. back out, bro. Blow, just blow me out, bro. Like, and like looking back, and like it's it's one of those things where like you're trying to catch the words after they're gone, but they're out after there. This, like, you're like, hey, no, 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 come back, come I, back. No, 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 it's out there. Um, and so as I hear laughter around the studio, camera ops laughing, floor director laughing, Brooke JP laughing. I was just like, well, producers in my ear laughing. Like I, I, I'm here now. Right? Like there's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's no hiding. You should have doubled it. down. You should have doubled down. You heard what I said. Blow me <laughs> out, bro. <laughs> So, guys, while I was gone, I was listening to the pod, loving what y'all were doing. And when I'm on the road, it's usually when I have the most pod topics because things will happen to me while I'm gone. And it's like, I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. So I put it, I have a notes uh, in my notes app. I have a note for specifically podcast ideas. So I probably have uh, about 30 right now in there. Mm. But one of the ones I thought about while I was gone and I'm telling you, this is the most random one I've had in a long time. And Tony, I know you'll you'll like this one. Sometimes 
Conspiracy theorists be having points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is what they want you to think. No, so so let so let me so let me explain. Let me Tony's explain. been Tony's been waiting for this segment Tony, for two Tony, years. Like Russ, yes, finally, finally. They have so many good points. All right, like, it on and lock it down. Let's go. All right, all right. So I I don't necessarily mean the okay. COVID ain't real people or the the boogeyman is real people or Bigfoot is real people. Mm-hmm. But there are some times you hear something that's a conspiracy, and while you know it's ninety five percent bullshit, the other five percent is just like, ah, I mean, especially because the older you get, the more you find out how many lies we've been told, right? Like by people who there's no need to lie to us, like teachers, the government, oh. your mom. That's the one that really hurt. Cause it's like, ma, come on, don't lie to me. Of all people, don't lie to me. Don't tell me uh, this is summer camp. Right. Oh, the tone don't make me mad. I, I had a good mood, just came back. Don't make me mad. But your mama lie, the government be lying, uh, <laughs> and, and teachers lie about things sometimes just because they, they they want you to get like get right. And so sometimes sometimes you just got to think about it. Like, eh, I mean, I get where they're coming from. They're wrong, but I I can kind of if I squint, I can kind of see what you're going for here. But it's it's the big conspiracies where it's like, all right, bro, chill out. So what was the one you heard where you're like, no, come on, no way. Well, um, maybe. maybe. Hmm. All right. So n- n- the the one that I am pretty sure happened, but like, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be shocked. Was Neil Armstrong landing the moon landing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one where I'm just like. All right, so this probably happened, and this is probably bullshit that people came up with this, that it happened in a studio somewhere in L.A., but, like, people be lying. And so... And they had every reason to lie. They had every reason to lie. So much much motivation to fake it. Tone, are you familiar with this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, look, again, every motivational lie, right? It's a space race. Everybody wanted to get there first. Everybody wanted like, to get there man, first. Look, we They did not want Russia to get there first. Mm-hmm. But if Tony but if Tony saw a picture of someone like at the Grand Canyon, he'd be like, ah, they faked that. Possible. Right. That's a Possible. studio. That can't look, they just they just AI'd uh Donald Trump getting arrested. And it went super viral because so many people thought it was real. And it was all AI generated. So if the government is letting people mess around with this AI technology now, how long could they have already had it? I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not here to dispel anybody or change any. I'm just saying. Just think about it. All right. But yeah, I'm with you on the, the moon landing thing. I'm like, mm, okay. If you say so. I ain't never seen no evidence, but okay. <laughs> or like sometimes, sometimes they what like evidence places. What evidence would you have to see though? Don't I always tell you moon rock. Do we have that? We have those. I have never touched it. <laughs> like so, you want to you want to touch the the moon rock that Neil Armstrong touched or John yes, Glenn? I want to I want to touch the moon. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that could be fake, Tonton. That if you saw that, you'd be like, oh, this is real for sure. Uh, no, it depends. If it's cheese, I'd be like, hey, you know. All right, we might get a point there, but you know, if it's a you know regular rock, like I need some type of special qualities, right? Like space okay. rocks can't be like normal rocks. Like it's in space. I just think it's gonna be like a rock. It's not like if you stand on it, it's gonna have no gravity. 
I mean, I watched Interstellar, and I thought I was like, I thought they were in space. They could have did that same thing, and we all would have been none the wiser on television. Jason, if you had one conspiracy that you'd be like, eh, they they make points, what would it be? My brother has a lot of like micro conspiracy theories, Jake. Okay. And one of his biggest ones, this is not like a big history book conspiracy or anything, but one of his biggest ones is that, you know, sewer grates that you walk over on the sidewalk, like in Chicago or New York or any place, probably any city probably has them. He, Ninja Turtles. He will not he will not walk on those because he is not going to play the odds that 100 percent of those have been installed correctly and nobody <laughs> ever made a mistake or was hung over at work or was checking their phone while they were soldering something. He, he is certain that at some point walking on one of those, you're going to fall through. And I always he has a lot of these theories. He has a lot of like these wild conspiracies and. Uh, I will say, though, like if I'm in downtown Chicago or Manhattan or something, I will walk around the sewer grates. They got you. He got you. He got me because I think, you know, 100% is a lot of percent. That is. It, <laughs> it's a lot of it, percent. If it's even down at 99.9%, I don't want to find the 0.1% of sewer grates that are, uh, that are shoddily installed. I got a thing on that. I walk I walk on them a hundred percent of the time, hoping that it's the point one percent that I can sue the government. <laughs> of course. Of course it's some get rich quick scheme. What yeah, if you I mean, die though? What if you what if you are like severely injured or killed from the fall? I don't and think my that's family's worth it. Sports Jason gonna be the hottest podcast of all time. Y'all gonna do a <laughs> memorial episode? And bring everybody on that has ever loved hearing or okay. uh, this was supposed to be fun. This is my very dark. And yeah, we y'all y'all be straight. Y'all be good. I mean, y'all be sad for a little bit, but y'all be good. Tone, I'm afraid <laughs> to ask you this question of all people, but what is the conspiracy where just like, you know what? I'm not a crazy person, but they make points. Oh, please don't. Tone. It's not happening. It's not going in. Don't give a fuck what you what you're about to say. Ain't going in. I, pro- I, I said there's, tone. There's so <laughs> this, many horrible this, things this, he could this say. This is why I don't ask you. This is why I don't. <laughs> this is why I don't ask you. You stuff. lobbed it up there. Because, but I, it was you talk about your brother thinking that the point oh one. That was point oh one. Me thinking tone might get this one right. I mean, this the is only bad. thing. The only thing worse he could have said other than that would be the. That's not going in, so you, you need to find another one. Are there, Tony, are there conspiracy theories that you dismiss? That you're like, nah, come on. That's ridiculous. It's too ridiculous even for me. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, the National Treasure Conspiracy Theory. I'm like, ah, no, that was entertaining, but I don't know if I could believe it all the way. There's no one, that's, no one thinks that's real. That's a Nick Cage movie. They did a whole like uh, History Channel thing on it. That people like people thought that hey the I don't think they were that smart I don't think the forefathers were that smart I mean they thought slavery was cool so that kind of lets me question their intelligence level so I don't think they were all that smart maybe that's the conspiracy theory people think that uh, the founding fathers they're the most genius thing ever and we should never change what they thought I'm like what 
that's just the, that's the dumbest thing ever. It's like we supposed to get smarter and better over generations of time. The smartest thing they did was make it allowable to change in these things, and we for some reason just don't want to change it for the betterment of of our society. But yeah, that's just me. You kind of wandered your way to like a sharp point there. Yeah, after the bullshit you said the first time, I'm glad we got somewhere. I don't know how we got there. I don't. We didn't follow the uh, the Google Maps directions, but we ended up there somehow. We definitely took the scenic route. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're going to talk about how uh, uh, Married at First Sight comes to Chicago and Rush should absolutely apply. Tell them before I get what before I get into what I'm about to get to explain why this is a remotely anywhere uh, something that I should do. What's the show? I don't even know what the show is. Oh, uh, Jason is such a great show. Can't keep track of all these shows. It's all like, uh, let's start our dating with getting married, or let's let Mm -hmm. our parents decide if we get married or not, or. You know, let's flip a coin to see if we get married or not. I, I can't follow all these different yeah. machines that they have to create mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. fake dramas. Mm-hmm. So what's this one? But this one's close. This one's close to home, though. Um, because one is Chicago and two, we got, you know, connections to, to that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I watch it. So uh, so essentially, these people, they feel like they're in a space in their lives to uh, be married, to share their lives with somebody. They've reached a level of success. Uh, in their lives and comfortability that they feel like, hey, I feel like I want to share this with somebody. And so they just anybody, not not a person that they're seeing, just anyone. Just in general, so, they're in the marriage arena, you're saying. Right. So they essentially have an arranged marriage, American style. 
uh, where you fill out this questionnaire, you meet, have multiple interviews, they try and figure out who you are, and then they see what type of person best fits for you. Then you go up and marry him. And then for the next 90 or so days, you got to figure out if you want to stay with this person or uh, get a divorce and move on. So it's kind of like dating, but Russ, just just with this one person for 90 days. So you want Russ to do this? So, so a couple things. You want Russ to get married and then divorced on TV for your entertainment? I mean, it's a chance he could get divorced. <laughs> uh, a couple Russ, you in? Here. You in? Uh, fuck no. Uh, a couple of things, though. So he talks about the connection that we uh, we have. So I don't know if you know this, Jason, but uh, Goff's fiance is a therapist on the show. I I was wondering what he meant when he said we had a connection to it. And I do remember that coming up now that you say it. Yes. Um, so what does that's, that mean, though? What does that even nothing, mean? Nothing, nothing, to nothing, it? Jason. That's, a, that's like nothing. a point in his favor that you should do this? It, it means nothing. Because we the know other, someone who knows someone that's on there? Here's the other can, point that I'll Can you imagine Rush on the show? No. No. We get to be on the show. I don't, like, hey, I, don't think he's the, I don't think he's the type of person for that. I really don't. For reality TV, absolutely. Tone, absolutely not. First of all, do you know what they be paying these people to go on these shows? I don't. There, nothing. There was a lawsuit about it, remember? from I, prom- I promise you, Tone, they can't afford me. No, that's what, they, what they're paying you in is fame. That's what that's the expectation is that you should be happy to get to be. There was a lawsuit about how horrible the pay was for the, for love is blind. Hey, tell we're both in sports media. The, the, those exposure days are over, buddy. <laughs> over. <laughs> also, you can charge a higher price. You say, no. hey, I'm Russ Dorsey. No, you don't have to pay me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm doing them a favor. Um, the other part is a lot of those people like quit their job to be on these shows, which is crazy considering you're really? not getting paid. Yes, because yeah, work. That's I guess you have thing. to, because I guess this is a job, isn't it? That's no, a job. They, like you gotta like, record all the time. No, they go. They go to work. That's that's the whole thing. It's like okay, how how would normal life be with this person after they come back from the honeymoon? They go to Bro, the those love is blind people they have to, to leave work. their jobs. Them not married at first sight. Most people go to Same work. Same difference, Tom. Same difference. <laughs> Why do you say that? Like you actually know it. You With don't. my busy schedule. No, listen, Jason and Russ. They show them on the TV show going to work, so I know they go yeah. to work. You just see him walking to a random building. <laughs> well, Tone they're going to. He just punched in for his eight hours. That's what Tone thinks. Tone thinks that with my schedule, that I could be on a, rela- a reality dating show. Mm-hmm. Tone, no, I barely have time to do the podcast. If they got, if they got Russ Dorsey. No. On deck, they'll make it work. No, they won't. See, here, here's the here's here's why this doesn't work for him though, because I you think maybe on the surface this fits Russ. Russ has an interesting dating life that you and I, married people, are fascinated by. But Russ, even with a uh, hmm, diverse portfolio in his dating life, Jesus. Russ Russ Dorsey takes relationships seriously. I do. So he couldn't. He is. Not the type to go on something like this where he could like where he'd have to like pretend to be in love or or sign up to be married without giving it any thought. Like Russ isn't going to do something like that. Tell him, Jason. Just saying. This is nice. And Lawrence agreed too. So, you know, 
I, I think this goes back to your whole like obsession with fame, which you're going to probably now deny that you have, but you do. You are obsessed with fame. You are a total star bleeper. You think Tim mm-hmm. Floyd is a celebrity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tim Floyd is, he is not a celebrity. No. He was a coach of a professional team. And you just want a lot of guys you're just pursuing <laughs> fame of any kind for anyone, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, or or bring shame upon the entire Dorsey family. You don't care. You don't care about mama. You'll just walk around time. being like he'll, he'll Russ. He'll walk around That's being why. like I know I know that Russ Dorsey guy. You know that Russ Dorsey guy who is like a national shame and his and his family won't <laughs> talk to him anymore because shame. how badly he embarrassed them on Netflix. I know that guy. So, he'll be proud. He'll be proud. I wouldn't. Of him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest this for Russ if I didn't know that he's an upstanding gentleman and citizen lover Tony, of people. Uh, t- stop. Stop lying and trying to <laughs> like all of those oh, reasons would be the I'm, reasons I'm why he wouldn't do it. do it. If Russ is a was a wild, wild boy, I'm like, man, don't go in there and hurt that young woman's heart. You still out in the streets. You're all over the place. You don't even make sense right now. These are terrible arguments. You're an upstanding you citizen. Never, you should you never will. be an attorney. So my mom is the first person to listen to this podcast when it comes out. Most likely, <laughs> like she's within the first three people to click the the play button. And you mm. want my mom to watch her son on TV breaking hearts, <laughs> or it could be the love of your life. All right, all right, Tom. There's no way that the heat. <laughs> As as much as we make fun of Russ, he is a nuanced person. If there's a dating show where it's just dating and kind of like, you know, very lighthearted and whatever happens happens, he's still not going like on the there. real world. I don't even know if that's still on. Russ, oh, that'd do be the, fire Russ probably do real world. Russ probably do great on that. Russ isn't going to be on The Bachelor or something like that where they're making some serious life decision on a TV show. Y'all want me on the real world in 2023 is hilarious. Is that? I don't know. Is that? That's not. It's it. not. It's not. It's not. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank. Now I know. There you go. Oh, First time brother. hearing of it. Hold on. When did this get canceled? This def, the tone talking about some Big Brother. No. No reality shows. Tone. Is there still even MTV? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Catfish comes on there. And ridiculousness. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Two things happened while I was a. Uh, away and and one of those things you talked about on the podcast last week and we've talked about it quite a bit here in the new year which is how bad uh, uber drivers are mm-hmm. and so literally the day after i listened to you guys talk about it with herb howard last week mm-hmm. i had two of the worst uber experiences that i have ever had first one i'm on my way to i'm I get an uber from my hotel on my way to Scottsdale to go to an event. At this event, there are a lot of important people there that I got to do the old networking thing with. So I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. I get into this Uber. And when I tell you, it was one of the worst smells I've ever (laughs) been around in my life. This brother smelled awful. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to inherit this man's car smell. Yeah. Even it's though like, I smell yeah. like uh, candy, right? No, now. but it's like when you walk out of like a McDonald's or something, you're going to smell like McDonald's. I was so concerned. Literally two minutes into the ride, I opened my window. <laughs> Not only was he, he, did he smell terrible, the heat was on. And I'm like, so it's hot and it's stinking here. In in Arizona. 
in Arizona. It, it's I don't care if it was at night. He had the air on like seventy eight, and I'm like, this is not gonna work, buddy. And fifteen minutes. Fortunately, the, the window being open helped me because I still smelled good when I left. But okay, bro, when I tell you this was one of the most pungent smells I've ever like. Part of me wanted to say, "Hey, bro, do you mind pulling over for me? You you, you just this ride is completed. You got it." Literally one of the worst smells ever, Tom. And there's nothing you can do about that. There's like you don't know in advance that it's going to be the case, and you can't be you, like when I get a rental car. If I go and get in the rental car and it smells like cigarette smoke, I immediately go right back to them and say I need a different one. You can't do that with a Lyft or an Uber. You can't just be like, you smell too bad, man. Send somebody else. Right? Like I'm like, bro, you kind of smell like dog shit. Matter of fact, you smell worse than dog shit. I can't say that to somebody. While it might be true, it's just like, that's not the type of human being I am. But what would have happened if I smelled like that man in his car at that event that I need to be at? I ain't networking with nobody. Man. <laughs> there should be an option for Ubers and Lyft. It's like, man. hey, I did not get in this man's car. because <laughs> smell like some ass. I have some basic expectations because Tony and Herb and I disagree. Tony and Herb were kind of on the same side. They have these ridiculously high standards for people mm-hmm. that drive Lyft and Uber. And I feel like there's some trade off here. We get to order these things on an app. The mm-hmm. price is reasonable. We know when they're coming. We can see them coming toward it. It's not like the old days where you call a cab and you have no idea if you'll ever see it or if someone else will grab it or if they know who to look for. None of that. There's a lot of convenience. The trade-off is the people driving are just like us. They're just normal people. They're not professional drivers. They may not be great drivers. They may not know their way around because I'm those things too. Most people are those things. I will say, though, I accept all of that. There's got, But there's got to be some basic expectations of like, have your car the way you'd want it to be if other people were going to be around. Right. Smelling good, clean. You know, you're so, not texting while you're driving, those things. I, I, nah, I'm not going to say that part on, on the on air. I'll tell y'all after. But so next I want to know it now. Out. Well, now yeah. I want to know it. Yeah, you can't do well, that. Well, elevator music. Now. This dude was not from here. And listen, man, I don't care. I don't care where you're from, brother. You can't smell like that over in this motherfucker. I tell you that right now. You can't smell like that. Um, next night, I'm getting the Uber also to Scottsdale. This time, I was just going out to get grab dinner, and I didn't want to drive because I probably have a drink or two. And I get in the car, and everything's going fine. Uh, I'm we're getting close to Scottsdale. All of a sudden, the guy that's driving starts asking me questions about where to go. Now, I've talked about this on this podcast to go before. If I if you're picking me up, I should not be giving the directions. Well, we both would be using the same thing to get these directions. Like, why can why can the driver not figure it out? He's he's looking he's looking at Google Maps and also asking me where to go. It got to the point where we passed the restaurant where I was going. And I said, sir, you can let me out here. And he says, are you sure? I said, sir, the restaurant was that way. And to be honest, I just want to walk there. So he lets me I, out. I've done that before. And he's, I gave him, I never do this. 
one star. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> now, should I feel bad because he said this is my first time driving in Scottsdale? Even though what, what are you doing for? But he's an Arizona resident, is, and I'm like, dog, part time job, Tone. This is a side hustle for most people, man. What rating did you give the first guy with the odor? Uh, three stars. Ooh, he got me where I needed to go, but dog. My standard is either like. I'm upset enough about it to file an actual complaint or I just give the person five stars because their star rating could fall enough that they can't work. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't either, but bro, I can't, I can't like Jay, like I'm going to keep it a buck with you about the first dude. I almost threw up. (laughs) (laughs) It was that bad. I mean, think about it though. Think about it. If you have, if you have a bad, if you have a problem with uh, how you smell, I mean, where would be worse for you to be in this country than Arizona, than in the blistering sun of Arizona? There was, there, bro, that man smelled awful. All right, I got to tell you the last one, and then y'all tell me which of these three Ubers was the worst. What, I'm okay. leave, I'm leave, I have to be at my, be, my best friend's wedding at 3 o'clock Central Time in Weatherford, Texas. It's a uh, city right outside of Fort Worth. I'm in Arizona on Sunday morning. I have to catch a 6 a.m. flight to get to Dallas in time, to make it there, to get to my hotel, to change, to get to the wedding. I leave my hotel at 4.45 in the morning because I had bags to check, right? It's early, I'm groggy, and honestly, I just want to get in the Uber, get to the, the airport, get to my seat, go to sleep. Yes. I get my Uber and put my stuff inside. Now, from my hotel in Tempe to the airport is only about 11 minutes. So, very short ride. And no traffic at that time. And no traffic at 445. This was the longest 11 minutes I have ever had. I put my stuff in. I sit down. It's 445. So, I'm thinking everybody's just going to shut the fuck up and get ready to go where they need to go. (laughs) Wrong answer. Because my man start asking me a million questions. Hey, man, how you doing today? Oh, man, pretty good. Just get ready, ready to get back home. So what were you in town for? Uh, uh, I, I'm a baseball writer, national baseball writer. And, uh, you know, I was here for spring training. So here to do a little bit of work, but had a good time. How long you been doing that for? Um, been doing this since I got out of college. And, uh, you know, that was about six seven years ago and uh yeah been doing it ever since what made you want to do it well (laughs) and that went on for another (laughs) 10 minutes now i had had maybe you got your whole biography on this drive y'all i had four four and a half hours of sleep Hmm. it's 4 45 and somebody is asking me 21 questions i'm not a, a rude dude and it took me everything not to ask the dude to shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's just took a me everything. Button. I think you could do that in one tap on the app, Tony and Herb were telling me last week. <laughs> um, and so we get to the airport and I ran out of that joint so fast <laughs> just to check my bags and, and get to the gate. But which of those three is the worst? I can't deal with like getting up at four forty-five in the morning and going to the airport if everything goes perfectly. 
Yeah. So like that, that's a, I could excuse almost any behavior by you or anyone else if that's the way your day starts because I can't do that. I think I'd have to say the smell. Yes. Agreed. I think the smell is the one It's because mm-hmm. it's like I, there's nowhere I can go. There's nowhere yep. I can go. We the both other, got the, the second one, the second one, I can get out and walk like you did. And I've had that happen where I, I, I'll do it politely because I just like I try to sympathize with like this guy that was asking you all these questions. This guy might have been driving for hours and hours and out. Like it's a lonely job for the most part. <laughs> He's probably so happy to see another person and have 11 <laughs> minutes of conversation. But like the guy driving all over the place, the second guy, you know, taking you to the wrong spot or what you can, especially if you're in good weather, good enough weather, you can get out and walk. The guy uh, asking you a hundred questions on the way to the airport, you could politely say, hey, "I'm going to try to sleep," or you could fake a phone call, or put fake a know, phone call at 4:45 is hilarious. By the way, your mom <laughs> to would get be out up. of t- yeah, my mom would be up 100. Uh, that's <laughs> I think it's got to be the smell because there's nothing you can do about it. There's nowhere you can go. Tell I would have my head out the window like a dog, Russ. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the smell. Because like there are some strategic ways. It's like, look, we have interesting jobs, right? Like people get curious. They ask, oh, have you talked to this person? So you got to minimize that as much as you can. You're like, oh, oh, I don't tell I, people. I don't tell people. They say, what do you yeah, do? I, I'm I say, just here. I'm, I'm just here. I'm, I'm, I'm just here for work. That's it. And then they're like, oh, what do you do? I, I watch. I just go to random. I watch. Sports I'm a watcher. I watch. I'm a sports watcher and that's my job. Somebody pays me money for that. All right. So I I get what you're saying. The 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 smell guy was like I I'm I'm legitimately not kidding when I say I almost threw up. If it was four forty five in the morning, I might. That's the combination that I if it so was So if you had if bad it was smell that, and early I don't think I could do it. Cause I I most mornings I wake up, my stomach doesn't feel great. It takes me a little while to kinda Get my stomach settled. Even out. So I would have trouble in the in a cab ride period, let alone if the smell was so oppressive. No, I literally I had that window all the way open. You know how crazy it is to be on the highway and have the window all the way open? <laughs> <laughs> like wind whipping through my hair at that point, but I did not care. I'll fix it when I get to the bathroom whenever I get to my place. But like this is like that that is a if I ever smelled it again, I pro- well, I will throw you didn't, it. You didn't ask him? You're like, man, you smell that? <laughs> Tone. Tone, that's what Tone would do. Tone would be like not so subtly hinting at it. Tony would be like, is that is that you or me? I don't think it's me. Runner up, though, to me, is the question guy. Dude, what rating Bro, did you give that guy? Four, I gave him five stars because okay. he was a nice guy. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't necessarily mm-hmm. do anything wrong, but you got to have some feel. You're picking me up from a hotel. I have bags on me. It's 445. You And I'm going to the airport, so I'm clearly traveling, and I'm on my way home, and I'm tired. Please do not ask me a million questions at 445. I am a... It, People who know me, people who listen to this know who what I am and who I am. And I'm going to have a conversation with a lot of different people on a daily basis. I can't do it that early, man. Please, let's just sit here in silence. And I'm going to give you a little five stars and probably give you a tip. And a tip, please. Yeah, I tip people. Do you not tip Uber Tony, and Lyft drivers, Tony? Don't, don't, don't ask, Jason, because you, know you know what the answer is going to be. He doesn't. 
He doesn't. I can see it on his face that he doesn't. Who do, who do you tip, Tony? Uh, I know you tip a waiter. I know that. I've been out with you before. I know you'll tip. You're not skipping out on the tip at dinner or something like that. No, no. Who else um, do you tip besides a waiter or waitress? Is there anybody That's else? That's it? You don't tip? I can't believe you don't tip Uber and Lyft drivers. The five stars. Isn't that what that That's for? the tip? Wow. You really don't. Funniest thing you ever said. This is the show he would do. That is the funniest thing you have ever said. I am crying for real, for real right now. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! And the sad part is nobody will ever be able to hear that. It would take, it would take so much elevator music. Five bucks. It would just be bursts, bursts of crying laughter and then elevator music and then more bursts of crying laughter. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Oh, if I could stop cramping up from laughing so hard, yes. <laughs> How's your stomach? Oh, my God. Tony, you might be the funniest person I know. See? You- you but no, around. I get you it. Came around. You he's, came he's, around. He, this is one of his good days. There he is. What he just said that the world will never get to hear. Never. No one should ever hear. Nobody just, like, should ever not, hear. I don't, Tone, I don't just mean like this shouldn't <laughs> be released. I mean, don't go say that to someone else. What you but said in the, the break. But the problem is it might be the funniest thing I've ever heard him say. <sighs> like, I have both ribs cramping up, abdomen cramping up. I'm <laughs> Like, I'm just finished crying. Like, that was... Elite level Tony Gill. <laughs> he knows what he did. Look at him. Look how happy he is with himself. <sighs> Russ, you're familiar with Pro Days. These are things that yeah. uh, college football programs hold for their draft eligible players. Uh, at Auburn this week, not everyone was draft eligible. In fact, uh, they had, amid all these NFL hopefuls, they had former MVP Cam Newton out there throwing. At Pro Day. This is actually not that unusual. I've covered a bunch of Pro Days when I covered college football. They will bring back guys that went undrafted maybe a couple years ago. It is very unusual for it to be somebody that's 33 and former MVP and played a long time and everything like that. But he was there. And uh, he looked pretty good, actually. I don't know if you saw any of the highlights. Cam looks like he's in great shape. Um He didn't talk at Media Day, but he or at uh, at Pro Day, but he did put out a video kind of giving some insight into why he should have a job. And he said, quote, tell me how all these randoms keep getting jobs and not him, obviously. Um, I, this is a tough argument for Cam Newton to make, I think. I think Cam Newton is – he didn't play last season and barely played the season before and didn't play well the season before when he was in New England when they gave him the starting job. Yeah, Cam has – 
played his way out of the league. This is different than other guys. Like, And he is a little bit unlikable. He's a hard personality to embrace. Uh, but like, he has played out of the, played his way out of the league with his performance at this point and he's almost 34 i don't i don't see anybody giving cam newton a chance here yeah like he said there aren't 32 blanks better than me and we did this exercise on my show the other day what was that tom yes tom yes um and we came up with a list and we got to like 35 who you can make the case. Like, obviously, your Burroughs, your Mahomes, your Herberts, your Allens, for sure. But then you get to your Kenny Pickett's, your your Taylor Heineke's, your guys like that. And, like, you put up the numbers, Davis Mills. And Cam, his last season in 2021. 2020. 20, well, 2020 was his last full season. Yes. 2021, you remember, he came back and played like with five the Panthers, games right. with the Panthers, yeah. And that season, he completed 54% of his passes. That's not going to get it done in the NFL. And so, like, I understand if you want to say, hey, there's a lot of mediocrity out there. Yes, but there's a difference between being mediocre, which is what a lot of these guys are, and being bad, which is what Cam was the last time we saw him. He has now not had a good season since 2018. That's a long time ago at this point. Yeah. I would No doubt I would take Jameis Winston over him. I would take Andy Dalton over him, and Andy Dalton is not anything at this point. Yeah. How do you, how do you tell a guy that uh, was the most unique, physically gifted player at that position we'd ever seen uh, that he can't play anymore? You don't. Like that is you a, can't. That is a you can't. hard thing this to the, accept. Tone, this is the like thing he, we talk he, about with pro athletes all the he, time is they can't – they're the last ones to realize when they don't have it anymore, and they can't accept it even that. Cam Newton is going to be 65 and saying, how come all these randoms still keep getting jobs over me? Yeah, I mean – You're right. It's and – and I feel bad for him because it's he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. But, again – I want everybody to remember the Cam Newton era when it was going. Like he was the most uniquely gifted player at that position. Great career, going back to college, seen at that position. And the game has been around for over a hundred years. Nobody's ever been like Cam Newton. I I think it's it's the hardest part about this week has been, and I had like a legitimate argument with somebody. It's like you're not giving Cam his flowers. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I think these are two different conversations. That's there was weird. no bigger Cam Newton fan than I was. The guy won an MVP for a reason. You can make the argument he's the best college football player ever for what he did at Auburn. But that doesn't discount the fact that he was legitimately bad the last time he was playing football and also kept getting hurt. So it's just like, I'm not going to knock a guy for getting hurt. But I will knock a guy for being bad and think that he's not. But at the same time, tone to your point, if you're a high level athlete, you got to have that little screw loose where when even when you're bad, you don't think you're you're one of the best to do it. Uh Patrick Beverly, Chicago Bulls talk here, Russ, but not the kind that we usually do. That's sad. Uh why didn't somebody get Patrick Beverly a podcast before now? This should've happened this should have happened years ago. Tone, where were you on this, man? You could have reached out. You could have checked in. I could have. I, I should have checked in, but he also he is not a big homie. So how do you check in with somebody that's not a big homie? He's like close to the big homies, but he's not at, at you know really the big homie. Mm. This is a real mind boggler for me. 
Uh, Pat Bev revealed this week, Russ, that he does not. He does not have sex the night before a game. He says, quote, I want to have fresh legs. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I like when people say, you know what I'm saying at the end of something, and I don't know what they're saying. I, I'm not... I, like, I know Patrick Beverly has been around in the NBA for a long time. He's like basketball old, but he's not real life old. He's 34. Like, I think he'd be all right. I don't think he's going to have a problem of not having fresh legs 24 hours later. Like, here's my thing, man. How do I put this? You're playing an 82 game season. A lot of back to backs in there. A lot of uh, uh, four games and seven night weeks. When you gonna have time, bro? Oh, he got the time. I think her. There's never been a time where I've just been like knocked out on the couch, couldn't do anything, and somebody's like, "What's wrong with you? Are you sick?" And I'm like, "No, I was, uh, you know, busy last night." If you know what I mean. Now I ain't got fresh legs. That's why I'm just sitting here chugging Gatorades all day. Can't get off the couch. <laughs> Pat Bev says uh, his wife doesn't like this policy one bit, which is kind of a nice humble brag. Uh, here's what he had to say. And now, Tony Gill reads. Russ Dorsey. What's up, my G? How you doing, man? You feeling good? You look good? Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. I've seen you for the last hour and 32 minutes. When Tony Gill with glasses comes in, does he have to check in with Tony Gill? I think he does, because Tony Gill would be his big homie. In this imaginary world, yeah. Actually, Tony Gill needs to check in with Tony Gill with glasses. I'm the big homie, all right, in in Chicago, all right? I'm one of the big homies. You got to check in with me, all right? Again, I'm new to um, identifying big homies, but I just have a suspicion that if you are a big homie, that other people will say it for you. You don't have to say it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to let them know. Sometimes you got to let them know. Okay. All right. Patrick Beverly on the Pat Bev podcast. Very unique. Wifey going to kill me. Going to kill me, though. It'd be hard, though. Because you got games every other day in bleep. Shout out to wifey, man. That's tough. His wife is really sacrificing. Can you imagine? Could you imagine being Patrick Beverly's wife and you're you're being all seductive and mm-hmm. Pat, Pat Bev goes, no, 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 baby. Like we got a big game against the Wizards tomorrow. You know that. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh my gosh. So I guess he's eligible to to uh, um, perform after games as long as there's not a game the next day. As long as it's not a back to back. But that seems that seems even. More counterproductive. I mean, he's worried about how these activities will affect him in the in the ensuing basketball game. I would feel like the basketball game would then really tire you out for the activities afterward. That's a good point. It's a concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, at some point, listen, Pat Bev, I'm talking directly to you, buddy, and this is out of love and respect and care for you. At some point, man, you're going to have to make the decision between basketball and your family. I hope you hear that. Russ, this all came about, this conversation sprung from uh, Larsa Pippen revealing that her and Scottie Pippen used to have sex four times a night, a quadruple header. 
Bro, that's the like I do overtime. Here's my thing, man. There are a couple things here. I didn't one, know that was possible. One, it's not. And the the, the cap biologically. The, the the cap is so crazy. It's just like, bro. Scotty's elite athlete. Um, Hall of Famer. Top seventy five. Bro. Tone. There is no way biologically you can crack the the person that you love four times a night every night for 23 years. You know that powder that they use to make Gatorade? Like That's, that's what's what, coming out. On the fourth time, I mean. <laughs> that's what's coming out of both parties. <laughs> like, that, like, and honestly, man, what what is Larsa famous for? Y'all tell me that. Uh, being Larsa Pippen. No, no, no. What is Larsa famous for? Uh, if this is a, a deeper layered question, I don't know the answer. It's for nothing but being married to Scotty. Oh, so I was right. And now we've given, and, and people keep shoving microphones in front of her face, and she keeps Lord, talking. We know. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, but also, one of the things that I I don't like about Larsa recently is that I think there should be a bigger, deeper conversation on her and Marcus Jordan, because I know some people are like, oh well, you know, it's. It's cool if, if somebody goes out with somebody older or somebody younger. How can you look at that situation and not say she groomed him? I've never heard anyone say anything other than what you're saying right now. I've never heard anyone look at anyone else that I know look at that and be like, that's adorable. That's so sweet. Everyone has said what you're saying. Like you there's no way to look at this situation between Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan and say she didn't groom him. Well, to her case, she said that she didn't really hang out with that family, with the Jordan family. Uh, she didn't really know him, just know, like, you know, of him, obviously. Uh, so she said she didn't see him grow up or, you know, anything like that. You know, he wasn't, she wasn't a part of his life. He wasn't part of her life at all on his uh, way to adulthood. Uh, I don't know if any of us can corroborate that, but that's what she says. So to yes, her, yes. this was, Yes or no, just, at some point she babysat him or gave him a ride somewhere. I put money on yes. There had to be some jam where Mi- Michael's like, hey, I got this thing I got to do. Can you just watch Marcus for 20 minutes? He called her Mrs. Pippin at one point in time. That's, that's fair. That might have been last week. Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> and here's my thing. Are we going to take the word of somebody that said they had sex four times a night every night for 23 years? It would make sense for Scotty's uh, routinely back problems uh, in the, <laughs> as a bull. That was not my girl. That was a shame. All, all the more reason, all the more reason for it to be capped because anybody out there that's ever had a back problem, I don't care how fine you, the love of your life is, ain't ain't no ain't no none of that going on. The last thing you want to do is to do some thrusting. Hey, hey, we get Bulls fans. You worry about what happened at the end of that breakup. Jerry Krause was worried about Scotty's back. And you know who was, who was doing that? Lots of it. And finally, Russ. Man, like, if you think people are over the top about their dogs, like, just wait till you hear this. Okay. So, a family in New Orleans has grown so attached to their pet Nutria 
that they're fighting Louisiana state regulations that ban them as pets. And you're looking at me like you don't know what a nutria is. And let me just reassure you that that is the correct reaction. That is a completely normal and understandable reaction for you to not know what that is. The only reason I know what that is is because I lived in Louisiana. Otherwise, nobody would have any reason to know what a nutria is. What's a nutria, you ask? It's basically like an enormous swamp rat. I, in an AP story, like written by a professional journalist, it was described for people as a, beady, quote, beady-eyed, orange-toothed, rat-tailed rodent. And they are like 22 pounds, so the size of a, you know, a, a small to medium-sized dog. I can, I can show you a picture of a nutria. Sounds like there. a Pokemon. It's <laughs> like you just read a Pokemon. Some kind of rat slash like otter. And it, it has actual orange teeth. You can see in this picture, the teeth right. are bright orange, like a pumpkin. Right. Uh, it's an invasive species in Louisiana that destroys the wetlands. And this is such a problematic animal in Louisiana that the government has, at times, offered rewards to people to hunt these things. Like, they need to eradicate this invasive species uh, of giant 22-pound swamp rats. And uh, this family in New Orleans has adopted it as a pet. They say it plays with their dog, uh, snuggles in their arms, it swims in their pool. I'm sure you'd enjoy uh, swimming in a pool and finding a 22-pound rat, you know, doing the backstroke in there, Russ. Definitely would not. Uh, So after 17,000 people signed an online petition arguing for this family to be given an exemption and thus be allowed to keep this nutria as a pet... Uh, the Louisiana Fish and Wildlife Department is allowing it. They are going to let them keep this this nutria, which uh, the family has very creatively named Nutie, N-E-U-T-Y, Nutie. Um, I bet none of the 17,000 people that signed that were their next-door neighbors. Um, so how you might be wondering, like, how did they get 17,000 people to sign this online petition? Like, how do you get 17,000 people to care? About this situation, uh, this thing's famous on TikTok. TikTok, that's why it's in TikTok videos. TikTok. Myra, the mother, the mom of this family, is quote ecstatic that they're being allowed to keep Nudie, and says, "quote We're anxious to hold him and smooch him." Are they part of the community? Tone, not tone. Tone. Tom, you and I both know the answer to that. You and I both know the answer, so we're not going to waste too much time on it. Uh, I, thank you, Jason, for the uh, the news today. This has been... <laughs> That's the news. A wild episode of Sports Jason uh, in the old return. Thank you guys for joining me on this wild adventure Thank you to everybody out there listening. As always, uh, Tony Gill, the funny Tony Gill, the hilarious Tony Gill, the talented Tony Gill is sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash S-A to get 23% off your next purchase. If you want the sheet set, which is what we have, I have multiple sets. If you want the flannel boys, as Tony has coined them, duvet, duvet covers for everybody out there always wondering what a duvet is. That is a comforter. Uh, they have it all. They have the, their mattress that each of us have. It is 
great as well. We are also sponsored by BetMGM. You can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 back if you do not win your bet using promo code ADJACENT1000. That is ADJACENT1000. Or zero. Is there another zero there? Did I, did I count it right? Adjacent 1000. One, zero, zero, zero. Yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Um, Russ, doesn't, Russ doesn't deal in thousands, man. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so long. He forgot how many zeros there Stop even were. It. Stop it. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all go create narratives again. Um, tell them anything before we let the folks go. No, man. Just uh, appreciate you coming back, Russ. Love you, man. Missed you. And Love thank you guys too. for uh, allowing my uh, my comfort animal uh, on today. So definitely appreciate you guys. Your stuffed animal bear. Is it in a... You never really clarified. You didn't hold it up. Is like, there is a it hole in, a, in it? It's in a donut. Okay. So well, it's technically, stuff- there is a hole. Mm. <laughs> and with that, Yikes. we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.